Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Chris from Chaos Movies here again with you. Um, I hope you all had a good Christmas. Uh, it's that time of year again. Uh, 2020's been crazy, and I've changed a, a shitload of things over this last year. Um, obviously, I started doing this podcast. I've got a, a new podcast that's going to be coming out next year, um, sort of a freestyle thing going on. Nothing... Um, you know, nothing set in stone. I'm just basically going to just just bring in some friends and, and start talking shit and trying to make some points and that's it. So, you know, 2020 really opened up my eyes and, and want to follow a dream and a pathway that I'm going down right now. So, but, you know, besides that, I hope you guys had a good Christmas and, and um, New Year's approaching fast. So, but besides that, let's get into it. Look, I'm going to, I've been wanting to talk about John Wick for, a, oh, mate, for a long while. Keanu Reeves is one of my biggest, one of one of my favorite um, actors from day one. Uh, he's so simple in an act, like in a, in a style of acting. He's very simple, but let's not talk about that right now. John Wick, two thousand fourteen, it came out. This movie had for me some of the best trailer um, uh, stuff I've ever seen. Like when you saw it, you were just you were just like. This is going to be amazing. The the, the cuts, the, what the whatever they did, it was it was just cool. It, it was dangerous. It made you think, "Oh shit!" That name John Wick has just become immortalized in time um, for me, um, and I was was hanging for it to come out. And of course, like anything, <clears throat> when it came out, it didn't disappoint. So this movie was directed by Chad uh, Stelisky. This dude, he well, he's. You you want to have a look at his stuff? I, I I did a quick background check on this guy, and he is literally stuntman. So full stunt performer. Um, he was his martial arts academy uh, teaches certain styles. Um, uh, Jeet Kune Do, and um, uh, I think Jan Fan and uh, other stuff. He, he spent a lot of time in the low budget kind of world, but but I read through all of the stunt work he's done. He was a stuntman for like Deadpool. Uh, Red 2, coordinator for the Wolverine, martial arts choreographer for Men of Tai Chi, another one of the huge favorite movies of mine. Stunt coordinator for After Earth, um, Killer Elite, Blitz, The Mechanic, Tron Legacy, Expandables, Expandables, Expendables, Iron Man 2, Ninja Assassin, blah, 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 just goes on. This dude is not a director. Uh, Well, in this case he is, but his history is just set on choreography and as this movie shows you if you haven't seen it you'll you know watch it but as this movie shows it's heavy heavily based on perfect choreography between um fight scenes and whatnot it's also got another director his name's Derek Colstead um uh, not Derek Colstead sorry David Le- uh, Leach he's uh he was Deadpool I think and Atomic Blonde those are the only two movies he really directed other than that not much of a thing uh, the writer is Derek Kolstad, as I mentioned earlier. He's only really written for John Wick 1, 2, and 3. Uh, so that's, you know, that's it. That's all we got there. Those things to me don't really jump off. I'm not, I'm not, I, I just mentioned them because there's some fun facts to be had when you're doing podcasts and everyone loves to know that shit. But, you know, let's talk cast. When you set up a movie, I'm not, look, I'm an idiot. I just love movies and I try to understand them. I mean, I got the knowledge, the understanding is 
the thing you gain when you you consume knowledge, right? And I understand the way a movie should go and obviously you've got to handpick your characters. I don't think they could choose anyone else but Keanu Reeves as the main man for this role. Clearly, this was a set of books written. I'm pretty sure it was a Japanese writer and it's a story maybe based on um, triads or, or something like that or Yakuza, I'm not sure. But choosing Keanu Reeves as your number one lead man this dude has been through the shit. I'm not even going to go down the road. Everyone knows his story. He's the most humble motherfucker in the world, even though he's had complete oh, – the world's been against him from day one, everything. I mean, he was never meant to be happy, but he's found a way to find himself and do things that he loves, and that's it. So to put him in a role like this, you knowing this Bill and Ted dude, um, Sweet November, Devil's Advocate, Speed, you know, Johnny Mnemonic, all these types of dudes, and you, you you roll them all into this one character, John Wick, and it's just it writes itself. I mean, he's a beast. It it's just oh, gets you going. I tell you what. Okay, so they throw in a couple other characters. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm gonna mix them all up. The the, the one that doesn't do that much in this movie, but is always fully exciting to me is uh, to watch is. Uh, I always get his name wrong, but it's lo- uh, it's John it's John Leguizamo or Leguizamo played. Uh, his a character name is Aurelio, and there's a scene in this movie which, just hands down, is probably the second best scene in this movie when he runs into Yosef Tarasov, which is uh, Vigo's son, played by um, Vigo, played by Michael Ninquist. I think he died recently or three years ago. He was most famous for probably um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Um, type of films and uh, yeah so that scene with John or Aurelio and the car really sets it off for me so I will go on with this character list but then we'll start getting into just some some really cool shit with it you've got Willem Dafoe who plays Marcus um, Adriana Palicki is Miss Perkins she does a pretty cool fucking job Ian McShane as Winston as the the owner of the Continental. I mean, Ian McShane, I don't know him that much, that well in terms of his movies, but I know when he's in his movies, he's got a staunch character about him. So it always makes you um, appreciate his abilities and his um, his role as a like a like a matriarch or a, you know the head of the high table type shit. But it, you know, he's not. So you know, this movie simply follows. If you haven't seen it, follows the story of a guy who once was something but found a way out. And of course, something happened. Um, actually, it's not even a spoiler. It's at the start. You know, his wife dies from an illness, and he found a way out, and that's it. You know, he's he's heartbroken. Of course, he's got this sick, sick must, um, sick um, car that he loves driving, almost like an Eleanor to me, but I believe it's like a sixty, might have been a sixty-seven, not a sixty-five, and runs into the Russians and they like the car and he insults them in their in their in their home language and Yosef Tarasov obviously happens to be him and John Wick didn't know that but either way he um they fuck him up and steal his dog and take his or take his car and that's how the story goes the start it's sexy because that's where you know you find out the car rocks up to Aurelio's garage is a chopping a chop shop and 
good friends with John Wick. They're all good friends in this whole thing. It's weird. They're all connected in this underworld psychotic mess. And, um, you know, the level of respect that, that they have for each other, which is the dilemma, right? So when you have this huge respect for each other as, um, as professional hitmen and mob bosses and stuff like that, that everyone's just like, oh, you know, you don't mess with that dude because we've got respect for him and that's it. But obviously Vigo's son, you know, trying to prove himself to his dad – does some bad shit and um, and that's where it gets me to the second favourite scene of the movie is when the kid rocks up and, and delivers the car to Aurelio and he's just like, the, just the smile on his face where he's like, oh, here we go, he comes friggin', you know, he comes Yosef with another car and then when he's, the smile disappears at the car and he looks at it, he's like, when did you fucking get that car? I mean, you just felt like you were there. You were like, no shit, this is going down, this guy's got balls. And the way they start referring to John Wick from this point on in the movie, this is where it really gets interesting because you know John Wick's badass, right? I mean, the story, they kind of tell you, but, you know, a man on the edge, sitting on the edge of the pool that he once swum in, puts his feet back in and or gets dragged back in, you could say, and that's it. He fucking drains the shit out of this pool for the rest of this movie. So that was that was... That's just the, the basis for me that gets you excited about watching this style of movie. How the story plays out, um, how they set up the, um, oh, what would you call it? Not the choreography, but the um, set design, uh, the Continental, the hotel that they run out of, the marble, the windows, the lighting, the suits, the, the Matrix-style nightclub-y sort of feel, you know, when he when when John Wick comes back in because he's obviously wanting to find out who's got his or wants to get access um to the kid who took his car and and when you get a movie that needs to try and be different, it's fighting to be slightly different. I don't I didn't read the books, but I'm assuming how it's written would have a lot more detail, but I I love how they decided to make the continental a neutral ground. That's actually pretty smart, right? I mean, we've always played those games when you grow up and there was always the game, Gang Up Tiggy, um, uh, the A game, all these types of games where you just had this sort of neutral ground at some point because if you just kept running around, you'd, you'd, you'd be puffed or you'd catch everyone and it would be boring. But if you made a neutral ground, you could always, you know, and the Continental's that. And they have that gold coin um, thing that goes on. And, and we know if you love drinking your alcohol or smoking or living the high life in the continental, everything seems to be free at a price of a gold coin. And um, I'm not sure what the gold coin's worth. It's irrelevant, but that's just it. You can have whatever you want as long as you abide by the continental rules, which is the owner, Winston, played by Ian McShane. He sets the rules or the high table does, which you find out in other movies. And that's it, you know. That's pretty cool shit to me. So set design um clothing all that kind of stuff the 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 soundtrack is fucking phenomenal i have heard all of it several times over and i don't care except i love this group i think it's called la castlevania or la castlevania it's the i think you would probably notice it she's in the i think she's the nightclub scene in throughout the movie or the red circle which is the nightclub that he goes downstairs into the bathrooms and when he's fucking everyone up 
this song's playing and I'll probably talk about it when I touch on John Wick too, but she was so awesome and she must have taken some sort of pay cut because they gave her a full concert in the second movie. So when the second movie's on and there's a fight just after between him and Common, um, she in the, I think it's the City of Ruins, I think they might have actually had it. She, that, that concert, that's her. That was her gift to being so awesome for the first movie that they gave her a live concert with live people and they just filmed around it. So that's pretty sick. Look, every movie has a soundtrack and people just handpick songs and they make songs for whatever. But that is realism to me, rewarding someone for their work by giving them something that they're never going to forget, something more powerful than money. And that is, a, is, a, a, is an appreciation value gift is here, have a concert. So you know what that... That's fucking amazing. So, you know, those things are cool. I also like um, use of tattoos in movies. I'm a huge fan of tattoos that um, give that dangerous effect. You know, when when John Wick's all messed up and he's he, he smashes open his hidden chest, which is in the basement of his house and it's got all of his weapons in it. And, of course, the phone book. And pretty funny because he dusts it off and rings old. Uh, no, he doesn't ring it. Sorry. Here, Vigo finds out about it and um, he gives John a call and basically tries to settle it and, you know, that's never going to work. He doesn't even say a word but but um, he has a shower throughout the movie and that's where the tattoo comes out to it and it's written in Latin, I think it is, um, for Fortius Fortuna Adivat, I think it is, and that translates to Fortune Favors the Bold or loosely translates to Fortune's Favour the Brave, which um, it says itself, you know, I've heard that, we've heard that saying quite a bit and um, it's it's sexy and, you know, it's on the back and John's just, just the paint, they're building you up for this beast, this this beast they call Baba Yaga, which is um, obviously Russian for the boogeyman and that's probably the coolest shit I've ever heard. That If I have to pick anything with this movie the one thing i don't like is that if vigo is vigo being the the main man of the new york hub or whatever it is or the, the he, when he finds out when aurelia says you know I, um when speaks to him and vigo says i heard you struck my son and Aurelia's like yeah i did and he goes, can i ask why that's fair that's fair you got to get behind the, the scenes of what happened he goes well yeah he um he stole john wick's car and killed his dog sir now I didn't like Vigo's response. I don't care if you're a man. Like, his Vigo, Vigo's response was, oh, like, they could have done a little bit better, I reckon. Like, I, I don't want to hear any Aussie slang. Like, oh, oh, like, oh, shit. Fuck. No, I don't want to hear that. I just thought the word, oh, maybe even just hanging up simply because then, then, you, then you'd understand that maybe Vigo isn't scared of him, but I, I, I don't want to be told that Vigo is scared of John Wick for the whole movie. I want to know that Vigo is this fucking psychotic mob boss who gave John Wick an out and now he's back. I want to know that Vigo is still dangerous so that when the end of the movie comes or whatever happens, you've got this decent um, third act that's going to happen. But throughout the entire movie, it's all like, oh, you know, shit. John Wick, you know, that's great for John Wick's character. It's great building that shit up, but 
sometimes you just want to know that there's a possibility that John Wick's going to get not going to get his way. You know that there's a possibility, like a Gerard Butler in Lawyer Biden Citizen sort of feel. You know where he f- he does the damage, but the ultimate price is death in the end anyway. But in this movie, it's, they sort of mention that he goes a bit of a bitch and he's scared that he's coming back. So that's that. Look, you got others. Um, Willem Dafoe plays a pretty cool character. I've always loved Willem Dafoe in his movies. He's got that evil look um, and that weird structure, bone structure, and and his and his voice. It's unique, and you know you think he's playing both sides, and and he does he does really well. Miss Perkins, she's sexy as fuck and does her part great. And if you ever get keen, I've mentioned this earlier in my podcast. I think for the accountant or um, no. I can't remember. Get onto the internet movie firearms database because this movie, John Wick, the whole John Wick franchise, center themselves on um, weaponry, fight style, namely central axis fight style. I think we saw this in uh, the Christian Bale movie from uh, called Equilibrium from the 90s, I think it was. That was a movie... Um, it's outdated now, still cool to watch when you go back, but you know, they, they 100% fought using weapons as their, their main, as their fist, basically bullets, you know, central access style, I think it's called. So they rely heavily on that. There's a lot of trick, um, a lot of moves, a lot of, uh, grappling, uh, Taron tactical was the guys that was responsible for training most of the cast of John Wick, obviously Keanu Reeves. And if you've got your time, you want to go down a rabbit hole, Jump on YouTube, check it out. Taron Tactical and his girls, uh, super f- professionals. And and Keanu Reeves is just, once again, when he puts his mind to something and when he uh, wants a certain result like we all would want, he delivers. And not only that, that's just weaponry. Holy shit. The Brazilian jiu-jitsu stuff that he did was with Machado Brothers. If you guys don't know who they are, then... yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you've been living under the rock. I, I, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan, have been for quite some time, and I know that he used to train under one of the Machado brothers or maybe two of them. So these dudes are legit, and you want to see you want to see Keanu Reeves just just take it to the max every day. Listen to their listen to the videos, listen to their dialogue, and just just see the effort that this guy puts in. Um. It just it paints a picture. There's several act, there's actors out there, actresses. They they all give that level, but not all of them because that's a lot of time, right? And and if you put in the time, you'll get the results, and then it will it will show off in your movie. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's a huge one for that. He does a lot of his own stuff: shooter, fighter, all those movies, boxing, weaponry. He put in the time, and it pays off when they when they film it. And then, of course, they got to work in well with the director, who happened to be a stunt coordinator. So you've just got that dynamic where it, it really, really works. And that's that's what I what I thoroughly love. Now, as for the weaponry side of things, I you can look it up yourself. I didn't write down anything to do with the weapons, but he has his guns. But he has that one specific gun that uh, really gets me going, and that's the. Uh, what do you call it? I don't even know. It's huge. He pulls it out during the scene in the the house where Vigo um, uh, sends a, sends a a mercenary team to take care of um, John Wick, and of course, 
yeah, well, that was funny because the, he was already waiting for him, dressed up in his suits, you know, looking looking dangerous, and he's got that strange beard, and it just it just sets it, and he just kills them all in a style, and you don't even know because I, you, you can watch the trailer, but they didn't really Technology, release they didn't really released many um, videos in terms of um, showing you the fight scenes and that and. So you didn't really know that when when he ran into the people that it was actually gonna it was gonna play out that way. So when the dudes come into the house, just watch it. Just get into it. Like get into that get into that feel of the level of sophistication that comes to grappling, jujitsu, takedowns, naked chokes, guillotines, whatever he does, he does it all. And you you know they're putting the time, so that's it. So as for that gun that I was talking about, uh, that John pulls out, he's got his smaller version that he likes, which I currently looking for it now because I want to go keep you guys interested in that. They don't really show it off the start. Funny enough, yeah, there we go. So John Wick's guns that he pulls out. So this was interesting to me. So one of the first guns he likes to use is the Glock twenty six compact compact pistol. Um, it's he uses it during the nightclub scene. It's a backup weapon, so it's not a it's not big, but it's also known as the parabellum weapon. So that's an Easter egg or a spoiler alert that this weapon is actually named after or named. And there's a third movie coming out called Parabellum. So later on, as he pulls out the shit, um, I believe he pulls out this big psycho weapon, and it's called. Yeah, it's the Heclecock P30L, 9x19mm. It's also very similar to his first one, but it's a lot bigger. And it is brutal. And they make a they make a, a, a big point on that. You know, he pulls out the gun, shoot, shoot, shoot. And then, of course, he runs out and pulls out the big one and slightly slow motion. And then he comes out and just... And you can just hear the difference in sound. I talk about... I touch on this in other podcasts that I've done. Sounds... Um, realism with weaponry is a big thing for me. I want to hear that crisp sound. I don't want to hear that a weapon is confused with another weapon or it's a bang, bang, shoot, shoot, bullet, bullet, gun type thing. In this movie, the focus on his face is exceptional when he pulls out this beast. So the Hecklecock P30L and obviously throughout the movie, he messes around with a lot of other bullshit weapons. Um, umps, the MP5, uh, MP5, tactical special um he also plays around with a shotgun which is pretty cool i think it's the caltech ksg shotgun i think i've dealt with that shotgun in PUBG. i think it's called a dbs um and you know it's pretty special uh yeah so go down the rabbit holes seriously i think with movies if you can find the right media content it's really it's really good to watch because these guys put a lot of effort in and i think it's really special for us to notice that um there's more behind the scenes than what we know and then just what we hear about you know oh keanu reeves plays his new role he's dangerous as fuck and he kills everyone another action-packed movie with blood everywhere that everyone sort of goes here we go again but you know what if you actually cared to find out the effort that the directors stunt coordinators the entire team cast and crew um, um, sound and lighting guys, editors, screenwriters—all these put together, we all would understand 
um, what goes into it. So it should make your experience a little bit better. So that's 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 what I have to say on that. Obviously, John Wick two comes out, and uh, then John Wick three. I uh, got I haven't got much to offer in ways of talk for John Wick three. There's you know I just love I just love what Keanu Reeves does, and the boys in the in the you know the fight choreography coordination stuff and so i really suggest watching it i think if you count it correctly he kills 147 people from start to finish and um in in fine fashion too there are kills that you you know you were thinking how did he do that um but you know what he makes it possible for you to believe that it's it's a there is a way to actually do it so he gives it his all I I believe that's all I need to talk about with that movie, you know. Oh, I'll, no, that's it. Go watch it. Enjoy it. It's John Wick. It's Keanu Reeves. It's a shit-hot film in my book. I'll always have a have a spot open to keep watching it. It never gets boring for me. Um, so I strongly urge you guys get along. And as I said earlier on, I really hope you all have a, um, you know, a happy new year. And... Uh, uh, be safe, and I will do another podcast soon. I will pick a movie if you want to um, throw out some suggestions. Bio of my um, uh, on the anchor where I'll release it from. So whether it be on Spotify or something like that. So as always, appreciate you listening to me uh, rambling on about um, the finest facts of movies that I seem to have an opinion about and uh, I'll catch you on the next one, guys. Take it easy. Be good.